All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 68 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm Jillian Gill, one of your hosts. Joining me today is not Lonnie. Lonnie, you're forgiven. Um, but Ken's here, 69th Blizzard. And Marcus Hello. Almighty Mark from the board. So welcome back, both of you guys. Uh, today's topic, or actually we should say, I hope you've bought Origins Volume 1, which is officially released today. And of course, no one was listening to the full album beforehand who shouldn't have been. So go out and get it. Um, I believe Rock and Roll Hell actually was up on YouTube briefly yesterday before the album came out, but they're doing a good job of ripping it all down. So support the artist, buy the freaking album. It's not that expensive. I got my iTunes download today. I'll just say one quick thing about that. I'm disappointed in the digital booklet. It doesn't have anything that says why Ace actually recorded any one of those fucking songs. Yeah. It's yeah, it would have been it, nice had he, it's got had the, he writ, wrote about every song, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's got the these are his origins. Tell me why they're your freaking origins. You know, it. Yeah. How how hard is it to say? Well, Magic Carpet Ride. Well, you know, I saw John Kane, Steppenwolf do blah blah blah. You know, five, you know, five five words, not five paragraphs. Yeah. Don't write a freaking album focus about it. But at least tell us why these are your origins. So a little bit of disappointed about that, um, but. You know, I enjoyed my listen to it this morning. The songs that I liked before, the ones I still like, and the ones that I knew I wouldn't like, I don't like. Can't stand that Lita Ford song. Not <laughs> at all. So, have either of you listened to it yet? Not yet. Just a few songs that uh, you know appeared that uh, available to people. Um, so that's all I've got so far. I'm wait. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna try to go out and get the item today at a <sighs> record shop. Wow, you're you're that hopeful, are you? I wow. <laughs> well, I I uh I've heard a few of few of the songs. I did actually catch a full version of Rock and Roll Hell. They had it on Rolling Stone's online site today. Uh, so Rolling Stone magazine, and uh, yeah, I only I've only heard about four or five songs, but uh, I do have the record on pre-order i got a message from amazon saying that it's going to be here probably monday for me unfortunately i thought it was going to be earlier but that's what happens i guess when you pre-order from them sometimes you get it early sometimes you don't but um yeah i might go to the record store as well to see if maybe i can just grab the cd version of it just so i can have something to listen to as well but you know so far what i've heard i don't really mind my main thing that i wanted to hear is i wanted to hear rock and roll hell because that was always a sign that made me scratch my head when i saw it on the set list there or the, or the track listing thing, thinking why is he doing this song and funny enough he does they they do a pretty well uh you know creatures of the night version of it on that record so it's interesting he tries to sing it like gene i find but you know he can't obviously hit some of the notes that gene does but still it's not too bad yeah, and, you know, I, I was looking forward to hearing that one, too. But, you know, I just got to the point where some of his lead work at the end of the song is just so, you know, it was sounding like uh, stuff off Trouble Walking, just recycled, you know, uninspired. And we know he's like Mr. One Take, you know, just wings it these days. And it shows in parts to me. But you know what? Overall, I was impressed. It's a, it's a decent album. There's a couple head scratches of how could this possibly be an influence on you? I mean, Thin Lizzy 
a great example that didn't come out until what 76 i think so yeah. you know i don't get it and <laughs> so again i would have liked the liner notes to tell me about it but it's it's overall pretty good um pretty good album and we're gonna i guess talk about maybe some of the songs on that in the context of today's topic which is on tour 2016 kiss shock horror has announced a tour to replace all those canceled dates in, I think they were Germany, Italy. Um, I'm not sure if there were any others yet uh, that had uh, been announced that were canceled. So they are going on the road, another Lost Cities outing in the U.S. and now Canada. I think they've uh, announced two dates up uh, Rexall and really? uh, the Stampede, uh, so Calgary. And I'm just uh -oh. going, I'm just going off. Uh, that's like I think the 12th and 13th of July, right in the window where I said they should have been finding a Northern California market to play so that I could have some entertainment. But tough shit, Mr. Gill is not always made happy. So um, there was a bit of debate, you know, obviously online about the band not touring. Uh, so this year we get Freedom to Rock. It just initial impresses, impressions before we talk maybe about set design and what we kind of expect them to do in the B markets. And I do apologize to everyone who lives in Bozeman, Montana or Lincoln, Nebraska for calling you the B markets, but it, it is very much secondary. Mark, what's some, some of your initial impressions on it? Um, well, actually, I was kind of a surprised but i'm thinking that it might be a smart idea for them to do the b markets i mean i think that uh they haven't hit some of these places in a little while so it probably makes sense to go to these places if only just to maybe uh you know appease the people that haven't seen them for that long and maybe it just might you know maybe the attendance might be strong at these places because of that right i mean you can only play some of the big markets, I guess, so many times before these start getting, you know, a little tired of it. But I mean, it ha Kisses hasn't been out for how long though now? So, I mean, I know people have been asking for them out and stuff like that. So I think it's, I think it's a good idea that they're going out to do these markets. So, um, yeah, I was just disappointed that they didn't announce anything in Canada right away. But I'm glad to hear that you just mentioned that they already have two dates now. I'm hoping that Toronto. And Montreal or maybe Ottawa might be in there, but Toronto is not really a B market, so I'm guessing it might be like Hamilton or something like that, somebody yeah. uh, or you, Ottawa. Yeah, you, you've you've got the B markets. What Ottawa, London, maybe? Um, mm. is, where's Sudbury? Sudbury's north of us, but it's still a. They've played there like in '77 and stuff like that before, but I mean it's. It's not exactly a, a hot spot for major acts to play, but I wouldn't be surprised if they played there. Yeah, I mean, right now, this tour is just like a wet dream for anyone who's in the the Midwest. you got two Minnesota dates. You've got Illinois, Wisconsin. Uh, what, how many Wisconsin dates? Three Wisconsin dates. Uh, Indiana, two uh, Michigan dates, two Illinois dates, and then three Ohio dates. So, I mean, that is just uh, great for people who live in that area and people who want to do a road trip. Time to become like the Grateful Dead and just follow them around the B markets and, you know, live like you're in 1976. Ken, what's your initial take on the tour? Well, uh, I th think, you know, it's funny. It's, they call it the Freedom to Rock tour. I don't know if that has to do with the kind of falling with the elections going on this year or or our suggestion back when we said they should should, should do a uh, like a spirit of 76 yeah. tour 
Um, and maybe they just said, well, they can't call it that. They want to give us credit for that. So they're going to call it freedom to rock. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's good that I don't know. The, you know, usually they have a reason to tour uh, promoting something. And I guess they're not really promoting anything just other than themselves or in trying to make some more money, maybe uh, getting out there in these markets that, like we, like you said, are B markets where they haven't been to in so long. Um, uh, and now I guess California is a C market because we're not uh, even on the schedule. So <laughs> yeah, you, know. You, you know what? When you look I, when hoping. you look through the box scores for like uh, some of the shows at Concord, are four thousand people. I mean, we were just talking before we started the show of you know where where might they play in uh, the Bay Area, Ken? You know, that's uh, not the Oakland yeah. Arena, Mountain View, or Concord. I mean, what's smaller than that? <laughs> I don't know. There used to be uh, there's the old. Uh, it's called the what is it called the Henry J Kaiser oh, yeah. Auditorium. Yeah. So that could be one. They had they haven't played that since the mid '80s. So uh, you you mentioned the the Cow Palace, which I would absolutely love to see a I show love there, but just because it's legendary and it's right down the field from Crocker Amazon, where I'm always at for soccer. So I mean, really convenient. Okay. Um, and then, of course, I think I threw out there, um, what was it, the San Francisco Municipal Auditorium. But, you know, that, yeah, that that's too specific. smart. You know, the box scores yeah. for recent years in this region it's essentially suck donkey balls. They are just, they do not sell well here as much as we love them and would love to go and see them. They, I can understand us being skipped over. And the two dates that they added in that window that I was hoping for was uh, July the 12th, Edmonton, Rexel, Pat, uh, Rexel Place, and I think that's the last show that will ever be held at that venue. And July 13th, Stampede, Roundup in Calgary. So, you know, they're not going to fit any other ones in there to rest the band. Well, hopefully, yeah. maybe at the end. Uh, that's the only, I guess, other gap is <laughs> after West Virginia or whatever it is at the end of the tour. Well, so that's kind of odd, though. I mean, if you because I'm looking at the dates as well, and like you said, there's not too many gaps here on on these dates here in between. So I'm even trying to think of if they're going to even do somewhere here in you know the greater Toronto area. I don't know when they're going to do that because I'm looking at it here, and there's like you said, there's not many spots here where there's any openings. I mean, it's like they'll they'll do like August first. I'll take a day off August third. Take a day off August fifth. So I mean, unless they're willing to give up a day off, which at this point I don't think they're probably willing to do at this point, then I, I don't know when they're going to be doing any, uh, you know, East, Eastern Canada spots. September the 6th. <laughs> Look at that date. Where are they? They're in Maine. So that's mm -hmm. that, that's uh, pretty close. You know, in yeah. the old days, there were some tours where they, they were going back there and all throughout, and then they hit they would hit California last. Uh, I yeah. remember that happening a lot um, a few years in the 80s. So maybe I'm hoping they're going to pull one of those. Yeah, and, and you know, let's let's not just focus on NorCal, you know, our brothers down south, yeah, you I know. know. Um, Southern California. Th there's no L.A. dates. There's no San Diego. There's no, well, Irvine. Irvine. Well, does that even still exist? Irvine. Because I thought that was getting demolished to build houses. Um, oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, they, they lost their uh Oh, this the so. Universal. Yeah, so you know, it's it's not that's really enough. odd. Um, you know, is there any the South? You know, obviously isn't represented here yet. No Texas, no Florida, mm -hmm. no South Carolina, etc. Yep. So, 
you know, maybe it's a and work no, in progress. That's a pr- that's still a pretty I mean, good tour size in terms of the number of dates for a band this age. And obviously, you know, they still wear costumes and they still have to work very hard on stage physically. Yeah. Um, so you kind of understand. And it's summertime. You know, are they going to put Paul Stanley outdoors in Florida in high summer Ooh. again? I freaking hope not, because that's just <laughs> hey, really, that really mean. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing that I found interesting on here, too, you're talking about California and the lack of any dates on there. I mean, there's also only one date in New York. There's, like, Rochester. That's it. So, I mean, you figure a band that's from New York and probably has still a huge, you know, base of fans there. And even and even in California, where they're now pretty much all, you know, that's their home place now. The two places that you would attach to Kiss seem to have nothing going on there this time. I mean, is it because they're trying to focus so much on it being actual B shows that they're avoiding these spots? Or well, if, who it, knows? if, it, if I mean, it really was a B market, you'd think you'd see Binghamton on there um, or nearby at least Scranton. They're both what sixty miles or so from each other, so it, that that would hit that kind of circle for people in that yeah. area. Um, State College is way away. Aries way away from that. So you're not going to get the uh, the southern tier of New York. And then there's nothing on Long Island. No, um, no New Jersey, but who wants to go there? Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, boy. Hate mail coming. <laughs> Mr. Gill is just getting himself. Uh, let me go get my shovel. I'm over it. <laughs> So, it, yeah, you know, you... maybe there'll be more. I mean, West Virginia is the stopping point right now. So Virginia, West Virginia, um, you know. I yeah, it says tomorrow. more cities to be announced, you know. So, hey. Yeah, well. No, I was going to say, I was just going to say that it, it just, like you said, it seems like they're very much uh, focusing on the, the bread basket of America there, right? The whole Midwest there. They seem to be very well. I mean, it wasn't that really the the spot that really broke them at the beginning, too, wasn't it? That that whole area. It's probably one of the more stronger areas. I mean, even bands like Rush always used to say that that was their biggest, you know, early fan base. So maybe it's a, a tribute to that. Maybe you know, giving them a you know a yeah. bit of a bone there by going back there. Yeah, you know, it's their neck of the wood. Look at Cheap Trick. Look at Aerosmith. Look at like you said, Rush. Uh, Ted Nugent, you know, all those 70 bands, 70s bands of a similar kind of ilk, you know, were big in that area. Alice Cooper as well, of course. So, so who knows? It makes sense. It's, you know, it's tightly routed. It looks like there's enough rest days in there. Okay. Set list. Uh, actually, before we get to set list, let's talk about, um, staging. What, what do you think they're going to do or what should they do? Because when I think of B markets, I think of cut cost. So I immediately see video walls of flames rather than real pyro, you know, really cutting down on the economic scale. Ken? Yeah, maybe they'll try to do a, a representation of what they did in Vegas since they're, you know, putting that movie out. Uh, maybe they're going to try to do a lot of screens and things uh, on the stage. Um and you know, dump the spider. Uh, I, it sounds like that that won't that won't be working. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would love them for them though to do something like just have stairs, like the Love Gun stairs or something like that. But I I really don't think they're going to do it. Um, but I think it's going to be probably slimmed down stage, maybe with a bunch of screens. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. 
Yeah, you know, or at least that they're you creative know. with it, because you know my cons- yeah. my concern is is when you cut your costs in order to tour the smaller markets, which are going to have the smaller grosses. You know, you're going to want to have less people on the road. You want to have less people setting up and tearing down, and you want less to set yeah. up and tear down. So, but you still want to put it on a good show. And Kiss has always done that. I mean, yeah. you, you look back at Destroyer, which obviously was an excessive mm-hmm. stage, overly complex, and how it evolved into Rock and Roll Over, which was like a the refined version. They can use the space and the size adequately. Mark, thoughts on yeah. it? Well, I, I think that you're you're right about that. I mean, the one thing that I always have, what gives me great confidence in this, is that when they've done these acoustic shows here and there, you know, those are pretty bare bone nothing. It's just them up there playing the songs. And the great thing is that they can really still keep you entertained just doing that. So if you can do that and get away with it and make the crowd happy, then really everything else is kind of like icing on top, right? I mean, so if they can perform the songs well, make everybody happy with just them performing the music, then, you know, I'm sure everybody would love to have a gigantic Kiss show. But like you said, because it's a smaller market, it will probably be scaled down. I can't see very much, you know, pyro and stuff like that or any major fireworks going on at this but there will be video screens. I think that's pretty much an, an attached thing with Kiss now. Screens are pretty much their thing now, and you know I can I can I can still obviously see that there's going to be some sort of a drum riser as usual for the big finale. That's that's usually always on in their shows, you know, in some sort of a effect for Tommy or something like that, right? But you know I I think like you said they're going to keep it a bit trimmed down. You know they're gonna they're gonna make it easy to carry, easy to set up and stuff like that, so they don't have to bring as many people. Because like you said, if there's less people in attendance, that equals less profit for them if they go overboard with the amount of people with them. So I, I still have a feeling though that it's still gonna be a good show. I'm I'm really I don't know for some reason. I know a lot of people are kind of being skeptical about this, but I have a feeling that this is going to be probably one of your better tours for some reason. Something just in the back of my mind is saying that this might actually be a really good tour, just because I think it'll be more focus on them playing. There's going to be less focus on the staging, I think, because people will just kind of expect that it may not be mm-hmm. that big a show. So let's just focus on the songs and how well they play it. I mean, if Paul sings the stuff good and they play it good, then I think people will leave happy. Yeah, and for most people, they're not going to be, you know, a, a miserable complainer like me who's saying I don't like video screen fire. You know, your your general punter is not going to care or know the difference in most cases because it's the illusion of the show. And Kiss have often been the masters of presenting an illusion of things there that are bigger than they actually are or seem more impressive than they actually are. It, it, it's it's tricks of the trade. I mean, it's David Copperfield on acid. Um, they know how to do it. So I, I just hope that they manage to bring it off in a manner that, you know, people don't feel like they're getting a B show in a B market, that they're getting the A show in a B market. And they really feel thankful that kiss brought the show to them. Um, but you know what kiss is backed by big, big business who know what they're doing. So, um, and the thing that I pontificate about, you know, they've got covered, you know, the, the one thing that I always wish they would have brought back and something that we've kind of lost because of the screens. I always wish they would have brought back those 
big illuminated kiss signs like they used to have, you know, with just the, with the kiss made out of the lights like they used to have. I mean, I used to love those things. That was the one thing I used to love about watching my bootleg shows. Like the live one was kind of the smaller one. Then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, you know, what was it like crazy nights? They had this, this huge, crazy, huge version of it. I mean, th- that was always kind of cool having that kind of thing, I thought. And I also loved those curtains they used to have on the side of the stage the kiss army ones on the side there mm-hmm. i mean yeah. even if even if they just trimmed it down to stuff like that like two huge curtains on the side bring back maybe a middle-sized one of the kiss illuminated sign above them there i mean you know when keep the video screens you can still have them just you know maybe not a whole wall but make a few smaller ones and bring back some of the things that people have fond memories of maybe that might you know make people a bit more joyous in watching the show you know that they'll have something to kind of go and say hey i remember that when they used to have this out like i'd love to see stuff like that yeah you, you've got a good point there and I, i'm just trying to think you know ahead to the kind of the next part is opening acts dead daisies oh, yeah. um yeah, yeah decent enough and jacob what's his name that's what i was just about to look up the guy from uh, caleb 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 johnson caleb johnson who they did love gun with for american idol what in 2014 you know he's got some pipes and can certainly sing but oh, yeah that guy can sing oh he yeah i was watching some of his stuff this morning and him doing uh aerosmith's dream on was absolutely incredible and uh yeah so he he can sing but who else is on the road or could be on the road. I really, really, really think that the opening act for this tour should be Ace Frehley. It just mm-hmm. makes far too much sense at this time with fire and water. That oh, Mark, don't, 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 <laughs> no, don't kill my dreams, man. Um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know that he's out there. And he's not doing enough of his solo stuff in his set, and it would just be like the perfect combination to have him opening, have Paul maybe doing a cameo on stage in some way. You know, obviously the makeup would be a bit of a challenge because he's got to be a makeup for his set. Um, but doing Fire and Water with Ace and then Kiss plays. You know, it, all these years, you know, Trouble Walking would have been, 1990 would have been a great time as well for them to tour. I would just like to see slightly better quality opening acts. Mark, you go on this. Okay, well, I agree with you about having slightly better opening acts. That's the one thing when I saw when they announced some of the shows, I was like, "Eh, again, we're going to go through this, like people that are, you know, that I hardly know of that are going to be opening. But, you know, I think the Ace thing is a good idea. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great idea. I think people would love it. It would definitely solidify attendance. I definitely think it would do that. But I think, again, unfortunately, this boils back down to ego again. This is going to be one of these things where Ace is going to go, I'm not going to open for a kiss. You know what I mean? Like, to him, that's he look, he'd almost look at that as like a slap in the face when really it shouldn't be. You know, I think that he should look at it as like a maybe a great opportunity. He'll play to bigger audiences. You know, he can do that kind of thing like he just said, where you can have Paul come out, maybe do one of the songs, like his last song, Make It Fire and Water there, and they can do it together, and boom, you know, it could be... It could work out so so well, but I just I don't know. I just don't see it happening because of that. I mean, you know, when when you're trying to build your own career, the last thing you want to end up doing is make, doing something that makes you look small and insignificant. And doing something like that, I think he would make himself. He thinks he would do that to himself. I think you know, like well, you know, I'm trying to make. He's always trying to make himself look, you know, one up almost. And why would he go and open? 
for a band that throughout the years has, you know, bad mouthed them and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're all over that now and it's that's water under the bridge, but I don't know. I just don't see that happening, you know? Yeah, maybe he enjoys yeah, playing for 350 people in a club in Washington, yeah. D.C. And that's, yeah, the, know. That, you know, that's the only box score we've got so far. Yeah. And I know he's playing to larger audiences than that. You know, yes, he probably played to 1,100, you know, in, in some but of I'm the uh, you, other markets. But, you know, Ace, Ace going on would get a lot more exposure. But, again, he's got too much Kiss shit in his set, which is one problem. Um, yeah. And and maybe it would just lead to too much confusion. Continue your thought, Mark, right? Because I did interrupt. Well, I was just gonna. It's okay. I was just gonna say that the only the one band that I thought about that might be a good idea to to go out and open with them, and because I keep hearing that they have a record that's come out that's fantastic, is Cheap Trick. Yeah. You know, and I mean mm-hmm. they've always been the, the band that's sort of the forever opener on big tours now kind of band. So why not bring a band like that? I mean, I think that they're nicely connected with Kiss in a lot of ways, you know, 70s band. And, you know, they kind of they kind of almost uh, work the same market, almost, if you think about it, with people who listen to Kiss probably listen to Cheap Trick, right? So I think that that would be a good opening band to bring out. I mean, to me, it just makes – that make, makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Ace really would be good, but I think Cheap Trick would be a good one too. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, well, I, I agree with you, though, Mark. Um, well, I love to see you know Ace open for them. It's just not gonna not gonna happen for those you know reasons of the, you know the, the Kiss songs and then his ego, maybe their ego even for that matter. Um, so, but the thing, the good thing I think I, I like about maybe them bringing out Caleb, which they used to bring out these unknown acts or. You know, like the first time I saw them, it was the Rockets open mm-hmm. for a kiss, right? So it's good exposure for Caleb, which, you know, he can't. can't. Oh, yeah. That doesn't hurt him. But on the other hand, too, is I, I think you're, you're going to get a longer set list out of kiss because of you're not co-headlining like Def Leppard. I think they're, no, I think they're going to play more songs. I really do. I know you can say, "Oh yeah, we're too old to play. We can't play that long." But no, I think they're going to throw in a few extra songs. Sixteen songs, if you're lucky. Now prove me wrong. I love being wrong. I, I hope they. I would hope they would do like twenty. But you know, that's the old days. That, um, but uh, I would be so happy if I saw something like that. If the, if they do twenty, then Tommy's singing "Shock Me" and Eric's doing "Bath." Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or those guys are going to start doing more songs in the set and I mean on one hand I've been seeing on a lot of different pages and sites people are sometimes you know crying out for that and why not let you know um, Eric there sing a couple songs you know why not let Tommy do a song or two or two I mean if, if maybe even to just let Paul rest up his voice during the set but you know I I kind of almost tend to want to agree with Julian. I think that they're going to just stick with what works at this point and not rock the boat, right? I mean, as much as I'd love to see them do like 20 songs in in a set, I mean, what what are the chances of them doing that? Maybe maybe that might happen near the beginning of the tour, and maybe it might be one of those situations where as it goes on, they might make it less and less, maybe like maybe go from 20 to 18 to 17 and finally just stick at 16. But you know, I always fear that when they when they lengthen the set, 
Kiss seems to want to do things where they have like those combined solo spots where they have Tommy's solo spot, which ran into like Eric's solo spot. You know what they did? They did that thing in Sonic yeah, Boom where they kind of combined things, and that ended up being like a long twelve-minute spot, right? So I mean, I, I'd rather not have them do that to lengthen the show. I'd rather just hear proper songs, but you know. Yeah, and and no cheating and bringing "I Want You" with that god awful introduction, or you know, hundred thousand years <laughs> with its excruciating section now. So, or lick it up with its, you know, yeah, with its the who section middle part. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to just reference January Choctaw Casino show, which was I think that was that must have been electric with this set. I mean. Detroit Rock City, Deuce, Psycho Circus, Creatures, I Love It Loud, War Machine, Flaming Youth, Calling Dr. Love, Hella Hallelujah, Look It Up, Cold Gin, Love Gun, Black Diamond, Shout It Out Loud, I Was Made For Loving You, God Help Me, um, and Rock and Roll All Night. Um, Black Diamond, Eric Singer, vocally, obviously. Nothing to Lose yeah. could be Eric Singer, vocally. It's, you know, it's it's how is Paul feeling, you know? How is he holding up and pacing himself um, you know that that's my big concern is that they spread things around and this is you know we've kind of seen them starting to do this a, a much better job of managing the show um managing the pacing of the show so i think there's a lot of a lot of things that they can be putting in there take out the flaming youth because that's paul singing throw in a, a gene gem um you know put one bone in there for the diehards you know and, you know the easy one to pick right now is love them and leave them yeah, you know, just because it has been yeah. performed it's a little sure. bit. For those people who've seen it, you know, you gotta remember that a lot of markets, a lot of people obviously haven't gone to the same shows, haven't watched YouTube, haven't downloaded illegally recorded bootlegs, etc. So it's still exciting if they throw something like that in there. But use Eric. Well Yeah. Another thing that I'm kind of thinking about, which I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but since they're gonna be doing the cruise later on in the year and they're going to be doing the whole creatures of the night thing you would maybe think that they would start of maybe would have already started dabbling with some of these songs to maybe start practicing them up and maybe maybe it might be a smart idea to maybe pull one of these songs into the set list not like a lot of them but maybe just one like maybe do like like a killer or something or you know saint and saint and sinner there or something just something that gene can do another song Right, don't do a pollen. Just do another, like you said, pull out a gene, you know, gem there, and maybe they can pull out one of those songs and do it in there. That would definitely be different. Kind of surprising people like they did with Flaming Youth on the cruise before, and they brought that out and then they played that a couple times, right? So why not pull out something like that? Because this sort of tour yeah. is a greatest hits tour. That's the downside, is that you just know. Well, we haven't been there in a long time, so we've got to play the hits, right? Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, they can still play the hits and and stick a gem in there. Uh, why not? If, if they play yeah, the I hits, mean, it's going to be a very short set because Beth and I was made for loving you are technically the hits. So <laughs> The only hits. <laughs> we've said this before. You know, half the people don't even know their songs anyway, and they're just there to see the show and don't care too much about the music. Right, and that's a that's <laughs> a great just... reminder, you know, if anyone from the organization happens to be checking in on what we're talking about, half the people there, just like Ken said, have no idea what the freaking hits are. You know, they're just there to, for the yeah. show. 
They're just there exactly. for the experience. It's Kiss. They've heard about them. They, you know, their grandparents told them what it was like in 1974. You know about this crazy <laughs> band. Well, are, yeah. aren't we really to that point now in their fifth decade? Um, you know that they're they're really they're probably our grandparents taking their children who got it's into true. the band and now grandchildren. So it's family entertainment. But you know the the, the hits. I just don't think they have that much scope to be doing anything. They're not going to do anything that's going to show up on the cruise as like an exclusive. They're not going to throw killer in there and then do it on the cruise because the cruise is the exclusive. You know, the the cruise comes first. Remember, you know. Actually, I just remember. I've just remembered that I'm totally wrong. Creature, <laughs> creatures of the night. Didn't they warm that up in uh, Mexico before going out on tour? I believe they did, but. Uh, yeah, you know, like fact check. Let me put it this. Let me put it this way. I mean, the hits. Okay, Deuce is not a hit. I mean, there's a lot of the songs they have are are songs yeah. that are they're fan favorites. Fan favorites. Those are not hits. Yeah. Hits are yes. I was made for loving you. Maybe calling Doctor Love. Uh, Beth, ride. like you said, shout it out loud. Maybe. Um, Christine sixteen. You know, that's about it. Yeah. You know, that is that is it forever. Um, but you know, as for hit wise, those are not hit. They're calling them hits, but yeah, they're like you guys said, it's fan favorites. These are fan favorites, so why not play more fan favorites or in, in deep cuts on there? They can still put in those real hits. I was made for loving you and rock and roll night. You know. Yeah. I I just don't get it sometimes. That, so, that's that's a really excellent point because I mean really they they seem to focus on a lot of songs off the first record and a lot of stuff off of Destroyer and really the only hit off of both of those is Beth, right? So I mean, I think it's it's fan favorites and it's it's maybe their favorites uh, possibly that they're they're playing even. It's here's a bunch of songs that we can play in our sleep. You know, don't don't make us learn something new. But you know, here right. here we are again. This could be like 2007 all over again. That you know, Keith at Kiss Online gets a poll going. You know, vet the band for four songs, four kind mm -hmm. of slightly marginally deeper fan favorites. Um, you know, Mr. Speed would obviously be in that list. But do that poll again. Yeah, so what they did in 2007, yeah. how about make the fans feel invested in it, um, give them the option of something something new. We're not talking about anything off The Elder or anything off Crazy Nights, nothing stupid. There's enough in the core catalog for them to be able to throw out four songs and say, here, fans, pick, pick one and we'll do it. And that doesn't impact anything that they're doing as an exclusive on the Kiss Cruise. And then they can say, well, look, we did something new um, or something different. Shut up, fans. Kiss FAQ members. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your pie holes. We did something different. Stop complaining. So Right. Yeah. Why not do like something off a side four of Alive, Alive 2 there? I mean, those songs people are always crying about. Why don't we don't ever hear any of those songs? So why not do something Rocket off of Ride. there, you know? <laughs> I was just going to say, Tom, <laughs> Tommy singing Rocket Ride. Tommy doing that, Rocket Ride. I, I would, yeah. That would not bother me in the slightest now. He's already done Shock Me. It's, it's all, all... I love uh, the song. I mean, I'd love yeah, to hear I, it. I would love Kiss to do that song finally. You know, and, yeah, uh, it's a kiss song. It's a kiss song. It's not an A song. Right. It's a kiss song. That's right. 
Oh, yeah, hate, I mean, I don't care. I, I know I'm going to get heat for saying that, but but I'm telling you, it is. As soon as he contributed that song and they recorded it under the banner of Kiss, it is not an Ace Frehley song. It is a Kiss song. Same with mm-hmm. Cold Gin. You know, same with Shock Me. Those are Kiss songs. So, you know, they have every right to play them on stage if they want to. I mean, Ace is playing Deuce in these songs. I mean, they could say the same thing. Go. Well, that's a Gene song. You can't be playing that, you know? Yeah, they don't but, give them any uh, flack about that, do they? But, yeah. but you can go one step further then and say, well, Ace just did uh, Rock and Roll Hell, so why don't Kiss do Breakout? Yeah. <laughs> because it... <laughs> Into the night. <laughs> yeah, obviously it started out as a Kiss demo, uh, you know, in the Elders, so uh, well, that's all. Okay, we've just gone off kilter there, but... Uh, you know, there's lots of stuff. Alive for the studio side's always a great one, but I think that's a well that's already been visited. Um, you know, somehow Did I you don't... say Alive for? Did I? Alive too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> alive for no one. Listen, no, miss. no one listens to Alive for. So, but uh, larger than life. You know, obviously Gene's song would be probably the most likely candidate. I think left off there because yeah. obviously they've already done All American Man. And the other, any way you want it, no one's ever going to want to hear. And they're probably not going to oh. want to perform. And what's the yeah. other one? Rocking in the USA. Rocking in the USA. Oh, God, please don't do that song. Yeah, so exactly that response. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but like you said, there, the, the catalog is vast. And since we've already kind of established that as far as a hits set list goes, I mean, we can't really use that terminology, I don't think. I mean, even though they do do that, but, you know, they they have songs available. I mean, at the end of the day, if they really wanted to do it, maybe it's, it is just time. Maybe it's just time constraints. Maybe they're doing so many different other things in between the tours and stuff like that that maybe they don't, maybe they just don't go and sit down and work on these songs and they don't get them to a point where they're comfortable playing them, you know? Yeah, and and that's possible. You know, I I still think that they should be putting one Sonic Boom and one Monster song in the set, and probably getting in touch with Walmart and getting some of those hundred and something thousand copies of um, Sonic Boom that are still available, and selling them at the shows. That would probably be a great way to shift some of that that copy. Um, you know, it, it'd just be nice to. It's going to represent the whole set, including uh, the whole history, including the stuff that they've done recently. But uh, what about effects? Should Gene be f- flying up to the trust? Is he going to be able to in these venues? Or should they build him a stage like they did with Destroyer? Should they get rid of that god-awful mini stage that Paul ziplines out to? Because you know, that's just done to death. <clears throat> I don't think they can do it in a lot of a lot of places. So, I always, I always would have loved to have them have a you know a ramp. Or not ramp, but uh, what do you call that? The one that goes straight out in the middle the of the audience. stage? Ego stage, right? One of one yeah. of those. I've always, I would have always loved them to do that. Uh, they never have done that, and I thought that would have been cool. I, they don't need to have Gene fly. I'm uh, seeing seeing it go, you know, enough times. Um, the, of course, you know, spitting the blood and and doing the fire thing. You know, keep that going. Uh, maybe the rockets shooting out of Tommy's guitar would be fine. Um, also, I, I would. I wouldn't mind seeing some lasers, you know, use some of those, pull the lasers out. I don't think that's too hard yeah. to, uh, you know, add to their show for effects. You know, 
you know, that's the thing that I'm kind of disappointed in is that I've seen a you know a lot of times throughout the years bands have tried to just you know do something different each tour, bring something new in, and I just don't think that they really tried to bring something new to their stage show. I mean, this this is such a great opportunity maybe to bring in something new, but I mean, of course, you have to think of it. What is it going to be? And then, of course, you have to design it and make it, right, as well. So that's another whole ball of wax. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you, what you guys think, but, I mean, aren't we kind of overdue for a new Kiss thing? Like, a, you know, instead of Gene going up to the trust, and maybe Gene can do something different, you know? No, we're due for something old. To reach back into to reach back further into the well and redo something they've done before. I think Ken mentioned the stairs, the the alive two, and they obviously mm. they had them also for the destroyer stage. You know, g- getting back to scissor list, scissor lifts and cherry pickers, and kind of the traditional elements in the show. Flash flash paper. <laughs> Well, then it, yeah, the exploding Burn, drumsticks. Yeah, burning your audience members and blowing your roadies' fingers off. You know what's what's exactly. what's better, huh? Exactly. But I mean, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go down that path, I think the obvious thing that screams out is to just bring out the destroyer stage again. Then, if you're gonna do that, because I mean, everybody had their little little area. Then you know, Gene had his destroyed castle area and. The you know the space main area over there and this and that and the cat area like I mean if you can if they can everybody has always said that they never had a chance really to see it because it was such a short used set overall so why not bring it back it doesn't seem like it'd be overly complicated to set this up every night it was yeah. such I a mean, short used could... used I'm sorry Ken it was such a, a short right. used stage because it was horrendously complex and didn't work or fit into the most of the venues in 76 that's that's why it didn't work i mean obviously all the zones and er- all, everything that was designed for it fit into what its purpose was frankenstein machine did not work right um the mm-hmm. lighting fr- and how it was arranged didn't work um so you know, I, I would say bring back the creature stage, tank, freedom to rock. Oh, Here, here's oh, a here's geez. a turret. So, I would love that uh, the creature yeah. stage. I also started thinking about a lot of people. You know, since the the uh, uh, numbers of that saw the revenge tour did not see. You know, there was not many people that saw that, but uh, they had the you know the Statue of Liberty, but kind of modify that and have you know Statue of Liberty like you know holding the guitar kind of thing or or something. Something else, uh, do some things with that. I don't know. It's kind of a big holding the flag, drop. American flag. Holding the flag, you know. It, then it drops and a guitar comes out, or you know, it's red, white, and blue, or whatever, you know. An ice man, Statue of <laughs> yeah. Liberty, doing oh, the yeah. devil's well, no horns. Finger, but this time, yeah, no, <laughs> no middle finger from the yeah, Statue no, of Liberty. Coming, you know, don't you know? don't do the American flag because they're going to Canada, you know. So. You know that that's not going to work there, and I don't think they're going to want to hang the maple leaf because they're not a Canadian band. So you know, a hand a hand gesture or whatever. The Statue of Liberty would be really cool, actually, because they did that. It's freedom, the rock. And yeah, they did that in kind of yeah. the uh, the the Revenge Store, which was not exactly gigantic venues. So maybe exactly. maybe it could work. Or maybe they go the Iron Maiden route. I mean, look at the last ten Iron Maiden tours. They just use freaking painted backdrops every tour. They just change the backdrop. Here's a new one, you know, with our Egyptian theme. Here's a new one with our Mayan theme. Here's a new one with our Final Frontier theme. Yeah. You know, maybe 
you know, instead of going kind of the high tech, here's our new video screen arrangements, hiding all the amps, which they've traditionally done for so many years, is look at doing a backdrop type thing that represents freedom. So, yeah, yeah. kind of like the the, the uh, Iwo Jima thing. You have a have kiss of their in their outfits, and they're they're putting up the flag, but the the flag is the Kiss Army flag. You know, they're putting up. The- Oh yeah, look at all, look at look at all the images you know that, throughout history that represent freedom. I mean, the Iwo Jima one is a great example. There's also the Colonial Drummer Boy one, and they've done the '76 one, you know that classic poster. Yeah. You know, projecting yeah. those things on a backdrop, or uh, or or even God help me, a video screen. You know, Kiss yeah. in the, in the guise of numerous different freedom type. Um, you know scenarios, whether they're American or or whatnot, it doesn't matter. It'd be kind of cool to kind of bring. You know, here's World War Two, here's World War One, Spanish yeah, American yeah. War. And well, then, I mean the the. Sorry, go ahead. And then they can perform War Machine. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say that the backdrop idea is a really great idea because I mean that's the one thing I've always loved about the Iron Maiden stages that. So if you do them correctly, like how they do them, they can add so much scope and depth on the stage. They're very well, like, when they're really well made like that, they add so much to the stage, and they don't cost a lot to transport. You know what I mean? It's not like a huge, heavy thing. you got a whole bunch of them, and, you know, they're perfect. I mean, they like you said, there's so many different images connected to KISS that you can have so many different kinds of them made and just have them for different songs up i mean it's a that's a great idea i mean i don't know why they don't do this like that that would definitely be you know something different that they haven't done on a stage before and it would add to it and then because they're doing smaller venues they could totally get away with it because a big big backdrop like that would look impressive in a smaller venue you know and yeah and that backdrop they could also do a uh since it's 76 it's you know the you know 20 years i mean 40 years 40 years uh since destroyer they could do the the backdrop of destroyer like the back of the album that you know, would the be, that would be, ba- that would be them, badass and, uh, i totally. was like that would be cool i would love to yeah. see them in front of that it's like they're almost like on the album you know um, well, shit, since yeah, you, cool. you've just said it, so why not bring back the crumble walls, you know, for the, you know, for the amp fronts, you know, stuff that they, yeah. can, they can kick, they can do a little bit yeah. of destroying as well, you know, knocking down exactly. parts of their stuff with foam, though. If I remember, there was complaints that it was too much time to set up and clean up when uh, the crumble walls were used, so, you know, but that would be awesome, you know, a backdrop like the backing of Destroyer in the 40th anniversary of that album could be really cool. So, you know, there's options. I love the way Iron Maiden has done it set, but like I've complained about with Kiss relying on the video screens for too long, Iron Maiden's relied on the physical backdrops too long so that it just feels like they're changing a curtain every tour rather than, um, you know, really changing things up or developing their stage. So it's laziness. So where I'm, I'm kind of accusing Kiss of being lazy with video screens you know, switch over to a different methodology of doing the same thing. It's it's probably just as easy or just as difficult uh, for the layman to consider. Yeah. I guess the difference is that Iron Maiden fans don't seem to complain about these things as much as KISS fans complain about these things, right? KISS, Kiss, so. fan, Kiss fans do not complain about anything. We're the happiest human beings on the face of the world. Um <laughs> 
No one ever criticizes the band. Everyone just takes it and enjoys it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then we and then we, and then we woke up, right? <laughs> right. So what else can they do? What else can they do for the tour? I mean, that's special effects. Um, are we just going to see the same old costumes, or should they be going back to something different and getting away from monster? I would. Well, you know, bring out the asylum costumes. To do something, maybe you know, pull the destroyer costumes out. Um, might as well, you know. I'd like them to do, you know, do those. Um, if they're going to do they a new them, album, though. then I'd say new costumes for a new album. But uh, they're not doing an album at this moment, so I would I'd say destroyer would be a cool. Yeah, but but they did that in Psycho Circus, right? They they wore the destroyer outfits for that, right? I mean, mind you, that's been a long while since yeah, that's yeah, happened. Yeah, well. yeah, that's so long ago. Yeah. It's in black and white, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to go down that theme and maybe use that as a sort of a theme for the whole tour, right? Kind of hinting on the Destroyer thing, then yeah, it would make sense, right? I mean, and it is probably one of their more popular costumes out of all of them, I would say, right? Oh, okay, what's more popular than that one? Yeah, right now, I mean, they can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, if Gene wants to be Gene 74, Gene, do it. Paul, if you want to be Paul uh, 83, you know, wear your, wear your T-shirt. Um, Tommy, which ace do you oh. want to be? You want to be ace 77? You <laughs> yeah. want to be ace 75? You know, is there any reason why they can't mix and match what they're most comfortable, you know, playing? Yeah. Eric, Eric yeah. you know, doesn't have as many options, but the creatures was that was kind of a, a total hybrid, hybrid, yeah, yeah, hybrid, yeah. and it, it was cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind them doing that, and they're going to do the creatures thing anyway, but they might be just holding off for that, so it's special for the uh, you know cruise people. Yeah, or you know, they could see if they need to do any work on the costumes and. Who knows if they do different backdrops? They could, they could do. Hey, they could do different backdrops and bring the seventy-four costumes for one day. Use the seventy-five costumes the next, and seventy-seven. So rotate your backdrops and rotate your costumes. Oh, each show, it, or you know, every couple of shows, and you know, when the costumes, yeah. when when the costumes get smelly and need to be sent to the dry cleaners, you know, switch over to the next backdrop and you know, rotate it up and, you know, people are getting a different kind of show that they never know which show they're going to get necessarily. It, it could That'd just be, be a, you know, instead of worrying about what songs they're going to get, what show are we getting? You know, are we getting the 74 show? And I think we've kind of mentioned this before in, in the context of stuff that they could do in Vegas um, on previous episodes. Oh, yeah. You know, can yeah. they can they do this in a smaller market now with a backdrop, and you know, rotate the whole show, not rotate the set. That's that's too much effort for them, uh, with the, you know, all the show elements and, you know, that need to go together. But I, I think that could actually be pretty fun that you show up and it's Kiss seventy four, and the next yeah. the next day you show up and it's, cool. it's Kiss Love Gun with yeah. kind of like a backdrop of the. You know the uh, kind of the, the pylons and the the pyro yeah. just exploding everywhere, um, and then the destroyer back cover <laughs> and, and maybe dungeons. So you know there's there's kind of ways, and that's just I haven't given this any thought, and that obviously shows. But you know that they could kind of mix things up a little bit and bring a bit of excitement into this run. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing that's sorely missing in amongst their organization is people who do these kind of things. I feel because I mean, we've like again, we've sat here and during our episode and come up with easily five or six really great ideas that if you know more thought was done with their actual production team could be put into action and brought to fruition. But they don't seem to want to do these things. They go on. They always want to go with the safe and easy route and just give you more of the same thing and just, you know, let's just shut up and be happy that we're out touring again kind of thing. You know, well, I think that they can do that. I think it's a great idea, Julian. I think having, that would make me really happy. Going to a KISS show and not knowing what I'm going to get. Could you imagine that? Not knowing what kind of a show I'm going to be getting. Because right now I know what I'm going to get. You know, I've been getting the same show since what 2000 right so it's come on you gotta you gotta change up a bit somehow come on man this is your chance i mean you've had a lot of time off since the last tour there's got to be something you guys have been thinking about besides opening up diners and stuff like that come on <laughs> you <know>? diners, diners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they probably no, I, you know the I cost agree. the cost analysis and all that's probably been done and once you've done it once you know what it's going to cost from year to year so i'm sure they've got an excuse maybe we're just we're unrealistic because we're fans on the fan side of things rather than business people on the touring side yeah but they always said that they were for the fans we're the we're the we're the band that's for the fans right well you're not for not for me apparently because you're not doing some of the things i'd love to see so you know i know that somebody else made that argument once before too but but i mean that I, I just don't understand why they can't make a bit, just a bit more of an effort. I'm not saying that they don't make an effort, but a little bit more would be nice, you know. Meet and greets. Should those continue? Should they continue to be doing little acoustic sets before, or should they get back to pounding flesh and just doing autographs and save their yeah. music, musical energies? That's one of my concerns. I, I think right now the the meet and greets and. and like I, I think I, I said that if I'd been going to a show, I was going to do a meet and greet this time. Is a great experience. I did the old ones in 2003, 2004, which were just autograph sessions, and I, I thought that was absolutely awesome. Um, the acoustic stuff at this point is starting to be done to death. So many of these are kind of um, the same songs overdone. Yeah, they pulled out a few you know gems totally here and there. But I, I recall that a video that I saw on YouTube of Gene telling Paul to save his voice. And, and that really rings yeah. now as being more important than doing these little acoustic things, um, that it's more important to protect Paul at all costs. And you can still meet the band and get your stuff signed and you know have time to say, you know, thank you, Gene, thank you, Paul, for all you've done for us, you know, to give them you know, your thanks in person. So, th thoughts on that meet and greet? Should the should the acoustic go? Yeah, they cut it. I mean, they cut it. You know, it's like you said, it could save Paul's voice a little bit. Um, plus, it would give a little, maybe a little bit more time with the fans that way. You know, what what time it takes to do that acoustic show? I don't know how long they play. Twenty minutes? I don't know. Um, but that time could be put into the fans meet and greet and a little bit more extra time for them. You know, to yeah. talk maybe a few seconds longer or something. 
or a little bit more yeah, tight I, for uh, Paul Stanley to be on stage with Ace as the opening act doing a song, right? <laughs> <laughs> Still in dreamland right. there, eh, Julian? I'm not in dreamland. <laughs> I'm just totally deluded. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree, though. I think that, listen, it would, originally these things are being called meet and greet. They're not called meet and acoustic session. So, you know, if you're going to get there, go go there, do that. I think the fans mainly want to go and talk to you anyways. I mean, they're going to go see you play live anyways. I mean, why do they need to see you beforehand just playing on acoustic, you know, half-heartedly playing some songs? I mean, just go there, talk to them sign a bunch of stuff that's what people usually want oh i got a picture with them and they signed my record or they signed my whatever you know just that's what i think people really want and that's what they want to experience you know they want to say that i had five minutes with you know paul stanley or with gene they don't want to say they had 30 seconds with them i mean what i think they'd rather have everybody would rather have five minutes of solid time than like you know 30 seconds and then 20 minutes of them jamming yeah, I mean, look at me. I still mention those minutes I had of Peter Chris in 2003 on a regular basis, and I just did again, you know, because it, it really left an impression. It's it's become an assembly line in some ways that, uh, you know, you go through, you get your picture, but if you're not doing the acoustic set, you've got a little bit more time to do the picture. Allow the fans to choose if they don't want to have a picture with Eric and Tommy, and they just want a picture with Gene. Say, hey, you know, Gene's my hero. I just want to have my picture taken with Gene. No offense to the rest of you. You know, the band can cater to them. You know, it's like it's your McDonald's. It's your Burger King. Have it your way. You know, just Gene and Paul or, you know, hopefully there's people who obviously want the whole band. Let them do their pictures. Keep it limited to what you are not allowed to bring your own items. It's only going to be the stuff in the, the, the special pack, you know, and they'll sign it for you in front of you. Um, you know, just just do it that way. It's something to kind of re reinvent the meet and greet process. Get away from the get away from the acoustic and, you know, the kind of the double show. And, and just get it back to being it's still good value for money to have a few minutes with them so you know and and you're not yeah. you're not straining them and you know what do they do these un do they do the meet and greets unmasked and then go and get yeah ten, yeah, I, I can't, yeah i can't think off yeah. the top of my head if they do so yeah. you know it, it, it's still you know there's 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 options to my way of thinking anyway but yeah definitely i think that go on no you you continue I was going to say that I, I, at the end of the day, I think that the fans mainly want the time to talk to them. I mean, that's what they, that's what they're there for. They want to see the band. You know, they, they enjoy the band. They, you know, they spent their whole lives listening to this band. And you know, how many chances are you going to have to sit down and talk face to face with any one of these guys for more than thirty seconds? I mean, this is, this is what they want. The more time you give them. To do that, the happier I think they'll be. I don't think that they'll miss the acoustic thing at all. Nope, not at all. I think I'd also like to to see them do a third act on the state, uh, you know, on on the tour to kind of stretch it out a little bit more. I, I Dead Daisies, I just don't see being able to be able to play a big set. Caleb's not going to be able to play a big set. They need a third act in there. I mean, look, Hearts going out with Joan Jet and Cheap Trick. You know that's a great package. You know if you're going to be touring, you got to have a little bit more of a draw than. I would hate to see these smaller markets be half empty, for Kiss. They, I still think they need someone with them to help them pull 
a full capacity crowd. And someone that can compliment them, you know, a Tesla maybe or Cinderella, you know, you just go through the list there for everyone who kind of poo-pooed my frilly, you know, hoping <laughs> they need a they need a, a second level act, maybe one of the 18 different versions of Rat or, you know, something like that. <laughs> de de yeah, depend well, depending think, on who owns the name yeah. this week, Bobby Blocks. We've, or anything still we've talked about it. we talked about you know Judas Priest or something like that would have been a good one. Um, Except they're doing so, what yeah, they this, should be doing. They're writing an album, so yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's the other thing I'm sort of not happy about. I thought that he would have made another record and toured that, but you know, who knows? It ain't over yet. Maybe they'll still do it. But like you said, I think that. Uh, I, I agree. There should be maybe at least one more act on it, if if just to guarantee a full house sort of thing for them. You know, I mean, like you said, it would nothing would be more disheartening than to them to peek out behind the curtain and see only a half full, you know, concert hall at this point, right? Yeah, and I wouldn't say the econ the economy is in the grandest of shape, you know. This is a summer as we're heading into the election cycle that I think P that KISS is a great, great way for people to forget about work, to forget about politics, to forget about stress, and for KISS to do what they're so damn good at is just, you know, the rock and roll party, you know, forget about it and just go there and be immersed in it. So it it, it could be wonderful. I'd love them to film it as well. I you know like Rush was doing their last few tours, they were filming every tour and then a DVD Iron Maidens notorious for doing that. It, Kiss takes so long with product. I mean Kissology 4 or whatever it's called, you know, it would be great. They they're putting a you know that the Vegas is going into the Vegas show, pardon me, is going into the cinema. You know, why not film stuff and try and put out a video that celebrates your smaller, you know, tour area, you're you know, away from the big cities, which always get all the focus, you know, do something different or do something the same, just differently. So lots of options exactly. for the tour. Any other thoughts on it, Mark? Well, I mean, what you just said, though, was one of the last things I was actually thinking about is that if they're going to go out and, on this tour and try to do something a bit different, then please, 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 film it and release it. I mean, we're, they're so behind on actually putting out any kind of a Blu-ray or DVD of their show. You know, it's un, it's unbelievable. I mean, like you said, I'm being a Rush fan, I've been spoiled with having constantly getting, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays of shows and they've been re-releasing things and, you know, I'm, I, I can't complain one iota about that. But, I mean, I really wish... And, and and what's funny is that Kiss was always known to be the band that had all the merch. They were oversaturate, oversaturating the market with stuff, and there were so many Kiss things out there. Now there's nothing. Like, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, yeah, maybe there's new dolls coming out and stuff like that. But, you know, I've, I'm, I'm really disappointed in that end of it. I mean, there's no new DVDs to, to, to show for for the last, what, five, six, seven, eight years? You know, like, come on. You know, we're long overdue for something like that, and now is the time to put something out. Ken? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that they somehow, like I said, with this these smaller opening acts, a single opening act, that they're going to lengthen mm -hmm. their, their set and lengthen their show. 
Uh, hopefully not with long, so drawn out solo parts. You know, <laughs> we don't want that. We I, give us a few extra songs, uh, good songs in there, and you know, give the people their their money's worth. Uh, you know, again, it's it's just to me, it's always been the music, the music, music. You know, just give us that music. Um, that's what's the most important. I mean. If they weren't, the music wasn't half good, they would have never made it this far. I mean, alone on just makeup and theatrics will not, you know, make your career go over 40 years. It's just impossible. You would have been gone and dead in two two years max uh, if you didn't have quality songs to back it. So... I give you know, give us a few more songs, lengthen the set. I, I just hope that's what it is. I hope they do, but I hope they somehow get out into California some somehow. I'm going to bring up one more thing. And Mike Brandvold, when he ran Kiss Online, traveled with the band quite a bit. And I got to say, I really, really miss the stuff that he did on Kiss Online, which was hundreds of thousands of pictures he would take at each show. And you could go onto the website and click on the show, and there'd be hundreds of shots from that show. I would love to see them do a better job with the website of actually leveraging the access to the band by... You know, making here be the be a photographer for a show, contest with a fan, or sell it. You know, be, mm, yeah. fo- photograph the band. You know, pay us a thousand bucks to be the photographer in the pit, and we're going to put your pictures up on Kiss Online, and you're the photographer for that show. But for each show, instead of just posting the reviews or some link to some shitty YouTube video, how about, you know, Keith shot some good video of, you know, back backstage stuff that he shared? Not enough. I want to see more of that as a fan, mm-hmm. and I want to see it on the official side. I don't want to be going to three sides of the coin, God bless him, for coverage of Paul Stanley shooting a video with Ace. I mean, that's just so fucked up, pardon me, that an unofficial kind of entity is able to just scoop the official site in so many ways. So Mike did a fantastic job way back when with the coverage of the tour, the farewell tour in particular. And, I mean, he also did the Detroit Rock City premiere and a lot of that other stuff in 99. Mm -hmm. So around that era, do it. You know, whether it's selling a, a photo pass. There's a lot of people out there who fancy themselves as photographers. You know, you know, twelve hundred dollar photographers package. You're shooting the band for whether it's whatever it is. You know, the first three songs, even if it's the same restrictions that they put on the press, or allowing that person in the pit for the whole of the show, and then putting they own the copyright to those photos, and they're putting them up against online. You know, to me, that's just kind of like a given of a great way to one make money to make the fans really experience the tour more because there are going to be a lot of fans who don't get to see this tour and while it may be the same old same old i would still love to spend a couple hours clicking through shows looking for cool pictures even with big ass kiss online watermarks across them you know just to see the show you know a great way to involve people yeah 100 percent agree yeah i think that's very well said and i think that uh what more can you add to that? I think that you hit the nail right on the mark. That's what exactly what they should be doing. And, you know, maybe somebody will listen 
you know, maybe 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 somebody will will come on and hear hear this, and maybe somebody will relay it back to them, and who knows? You know, I'd love to think that maybe they would try something like that. I mean, you know, come on, this is again another innovative sort of idea to do something. You know that they should try to do, and you know it's just frust- frustrating for me because while these are great ideas, the chances of them doing it, I mean, will they do it? Come on. <laughs> no, and and if they, you know they did the uh, the what was it hire a vet for a day as a roadie, you know, so they've done stuff like mm-hmm. this in recent memory. It, it's not like anything. I'm just digging back to Mike's time, obviously, because I remember it vividly. Um, you know, it, it's it's. They've done similar, and if they do anything um, during the tour, like Wounded Warriors, like they've done previously, I just hope they look up on Charity Search, you know, before you pick your charity this time, please, um, rather than give, <laughs> giving money to fundraisers. If Supporting Wounded Warriors or vets or whatever is an extremely noble cause, and I think it's one that, you know, they're right to do and to support anything that they want to do. I would just love to see them do one that actually gets more money to those people that they're trying to benefit. So, and maybe stay away from doing the Pledge of Allegiance on stage because it's about, you know, it's about the show rather than dragging anything else in. But that's just, that's personal taste. I know a lot of people actually love that bit in the shows when they did it previously. So, those are my thoughts. Have have at me. I agree. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Any any final thoughts on Kiss on tour? Because it, it turned out to be mostly about Kiss. Ace finishes up his tour, I believe, tomorrow night, uh, which is the sixteenth. He's playing tonight, I think, in Wilkesbury, uh, Pennsylvania. Kiss is playing tonight, and I gotta actually just check where that is because I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, it's at the Beverly Hilton. And it's Love to Erase oh, yeah. MS, which is a, a fundraiser charity thing. So I don't know if that's public, open to the public or not. But it's, again, for a very good cause. I know there are some fans on Facebook uh, who are actually MS sufferers. So you know, another one of those horrible diseases. And glad to see the band mm-hmm. getting out there and doing things for other people. So all very positive, very cool. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I guess that's our show for today. Uh, we'd like to hear your feedback and ideas about Kiss on Tour in 2016. A lot of us, I guess, didn't think it was going to happen because it was the clock was ticking, the calendar was moving by. Well, they surprised me at least by announcing something, and uh, it should be exciting for a lot of people out there. So share your thoughts on what you want to hear, what you'd like to see, what ideas of mine you think are absolutely idiotic. Uh, you know, let's 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 hear your opinions out there. Come over to the Kiss FAQ message board or look us up on Facebook. And of course, if you listen to us on iTunes or Spreaker, do rate us and give us your feedback as we do like to hear from you. So for now, thank you for listening. Mark and Ken, thank you for joining me, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.